Medtronic Technologies impacted more than 72 million people in the last year, equating to two people every second. Harnessing the power of technology to take healthcare further, each technology has unique benefits designed to serve patients. The goal of this program is to get closer to the patient and to delve into the challenges and impact each technology has in practice. This is the Medtronic MedEd Learning Experience. The BIS monitoring system should not be used as the sole basis for diagnosis or therapy and is intended only as an adjunct in patient assessment. Reliance on BIS system alone for intraoperative anesthetic management is not recommended. Medtronic's medical education programs are offered to provide attendees education on the FDA-cleared indications and use of our products when applicable. The contents and conclusions of the following program are solely those of the speakers unless otherwise cited. The speakers are responsible for all content and any necessary permissions. The speakers received funding from Covidian LP, a Medtronic company, for this speaking engagement. For this segment of the series, a discussion on anesthesia in the brain, we will dive into how biz monitoring in TIVA and how it may help decrease postoperative delirium. To help answer this question is Dr. T.J. Gann, Professor of Anesthesiology and Distinguished Endowed Chair at Stony Brook University. Another area that I think that we have not previously focused on, and that is the incidence of postoperative delirium. So this study that shows uh, 81 uh, elderly patients uh, undergoing uh, uh, colorectal procedures, and they looked at standard of care versus standard of care and base monitoring, keeping the base between 40 and 60. And what they found is that there is a 38%, almost 40% decrease in the incidence of post-operative delirium when they keep the anesthetic using this monitoring to about 40 to 60 and uh, show that these patients um, have a lower incidence of uh, post-op delirium. So there is association between too deep an anesthetic and the uh, incidence of post-operative delirium. Um, so many professional societies, including this one, Enhanced Recovery, recommends the use of depth of anesthetic monitoring in a variety of procedures from colonic, pelvic procedures, gastrectomy, even in um, ambulatory procedures such as bariatric procedures, uh, as well as uh, the bigger procedures, cystectomy and esophagectomy. So those of you who use this on a regular basis and uh, you will be very familiar with this, um, uh, this diagram here, so essentially, the base numbers range from 100, which is fully awake, and down to zero, which is isoelectric EEG. And where we want to keep patients is between 40 and 60. And those of you who are much more interested in looking at what the EEG, it also shows you a raw EEG signal. And as you can see here, that uh, when the patient is awake, you tend to get very small amplitude, high frequency EEG wave. As the patient gets deeper and deeper, the frequency slow, uh, the amplitude tends to widen. And then when you get to a, uh, the state where the patient is very deeply anesthetized, you get something called the delta wave, which is when the base is about below 40. And when you keep the base even lower, uh, you begin to see something called burst suppression. And in fact, there is. Um, evidence suggesting that birth suppression correlates with uh, incidence of post-op delirium. So the more 
the longer the duration of birth suppression the patient is in, the higher the incidence of post-op delirium. So there are a number of important considerations that I just want you to be aware of. Um, there are potentially some artifacts uh, with EEG monitoring, and, and this is uh, predominantly maybe due to uh, EMG activity or electromuscular activity, because if you have a patient that you use a neuromuscular blocking agent on, like rocuronium or cystachium, typically the EMG interference is very, very minuscule, almost no EMG because the muscle is paralyzed. But as the patients recover from neuromuscular blockade, uh, EMG activity may potentially interfere with uh, base value, so something to watch out for. And there is a bar called the EMG bar, and if you want to look at the EMG bar, if the EMG bar is high, suggesting that, and if the base value is uh, not something that you think that is real, you can look at the EMG bar and you can, uh, once you paralyze the patient or reduce the muscle activity, the base value will become more consistent. Uh, the other things to think about is that there are certain uh, um, conditions like hypoglycemia or hypothermia um, that result in uh, interference of the EEG effect that also can um, affect the base value is because the brain activity are being affected. Uh, and also, don't forget that the base value that you see on the screen is not the base value instant uh, at that time. It is a, basically it's an averaging over the past few, uh, one or two minutes or so. And again, you can set the window of how quickly you want the monitor to process the uh, EEG, uh, anywhere from you know, 10, 15 to 30 seconds. And there is a lag, time lag. So you've got to interpret that number as something that happened 20, 30 seconds ago rather than at that instant. A common example is that my resident tell me that, well, this is 40 and the patient is moving. Well, that may be true, but the this is not 40 at that time when the patient is moving. This was 40, you know, uh, maybe 30 seconds, a minute ago. So usually when you look at the next base value, then the base jumps up to 70, 80. Now, the other thing that is important to note is that um, this works well with the traditional anesthetic agents such as uh, propofol, uh, all the inhalational agents from isoflurane to sevoflurane to desflurane, and these have all been validated uh, with as validation studies. Uh, it, it works with midazolam, but uh, it does not work with ketamine because ketamine is a different anesthetic. It works differently uh, from all the other anesthetic. So if you are using ketamine, your base value tend to be higher than what it should be. Please tune in next week for a new segment from this series wherever you find your podcast. This is the Medtronic MedEd Learning Experience. Thank you for listening.